Welcome to Dig It. This is Corey Lynn, and I'm here with my good buddy James White, filling in for the Sharp Edge, who's taking a little R&R right now. And we are going to get into uh, my new report, Space, the New Frontier for the Central Control Grid. How's it going, James? Hey, it's going great. Jim and Corey back again. And, uh, I know. Glad, glad to be back. I miss doing episodes with you. <laughs> Yeah, no, me too. We, we we used to do those a couple of those a month when we did the solution series, which if you haven't guys haven't checked that out, I'm sure most of you have. Uh, it's a fantastic series, and I was delighted and honored to be involved in it. And I think it turned out great. Uh, today is a much different topic, though. We're talking about, you know, the, your report. I had a chance to look over some of your report, and you're gonna we're gonna go over it fully here today. Uh, the new front space, the new frontier for the central control grid. And, you know, this is something, Corey, you've been talking about for a long time. Uh, we know they're centralizing everything. We see, you know, the CBCDs, the, uh, the, you know, the uh, uh, the social credit scores and the things, everything's wrapped into your phone. You know, it's sort of, if it goes the wrong way, it's going to be a dystopic nightmare for all of us. And I think that's kind of the, some of the stuff you're going to cover today. But uh, I'm just going to sit back and let you uh, do your do your thing because you always do such a great job on your reports. And uh, we'll start wherever you'd like to start. Well, thank you, sir. Dystopic nightmare. That's a good way to put it. So, so I don't want to, the, the one thing that drives me nuts when I do these kinds of reports is I'm like, God, this is just so negative and dark. And I don't want to stoke fear in people, you know, cause I'm not a negative person. I'm actually a very positive person. Most people would know that based on my reports, but yeah, this is uh this is a doozy. I've been working on this for a couple months actually it took me a while um it's a little different than other topics because i had to school myself on quite a few things and um do a whole ton of reading more than i cared to do to be honest with you so what i did is i created and just so people know james has the pdf because i'm i'm publishing this simultaneously so it's not even on my website while we're recording right now and then later today i'm going to publish it all and so I can't see what he's showing up there. <laughs> so I'm just going to uh, ramble on here for a bit. And then I figured we could kind of go through my little outline. Uh, I tried to section it out. It is long. It is dense. It's 39 pages, kind of like a small book. Um, <clears throat> so let me nutshell this. See if I can do this here. Um, and forgive me, but oh. I fell asleep with my windows open and it dropped down to like the 40s. <laughs> And now I have a terrible cold, so I'm on the cover page. I'm just on the cover page, so we can just okay. go right down through. Yeah, yeah. So, so I broke this up into uh, basically what we have is I am 100% convinced after all the research I've done. I believe they are building out the central operation for the control grid in space, and I know there's been <clears throat> excuse me, there's been some indicators of that. But until I started seeing some key things dropping and then, you know, I start seeing how this could all click together and I started digging into it and I said, holy cow. And they're a lot further along than I would have realized, you know. So and what this means is, God, I'm so congested, sorry. Um, what this means is, Everyone's, well, at least our listeners are familiar with the smart cities, you know, where they're trying to connect us all in through our smartphones and the surveillance system and your thermostats and your meters and your electric cars and all that good stuff so that they can surveil 
They can create the you know QR codes through the banks and the digital identities so that everything's in one location. They can you know eventually pull your taxes out of your bank account and um, monitor what you're spending on. Where giving you access to things. And that, of course, all falls on, under the social credit system you were talking about. And so instead of it being, you know, this sort of central operation in each individual city, what we have is this umbrella, the eyes in the sky. And um, I know we probably have some people here that are all excited about Elon Musk allowing them back on Twitter, but I'm going to continue to repeat, he is not your friend. And when you read this report, you'll understand why. Uh, so he's just one one factor in this with SpaceX. But they're they're consolidating what they're doing is they're consolidating a lot of responsibility um, and power under Space Force, and they are building out. So you see the Starlink satellites everywhere, right? Well, he is contracted with the military with Starshield. They're building out a whole other set of satellites, you know, and they try to make it seem like, oh, the Starlink's all for the internet, isn't it wonderful? No, man, look into it there. They've been working with the Pentagon, Department of Defense, military, running test tops. That's, you know, the satellites are very handy for war. Uh, and with the, with the military set of satellites, what they'll do is, because they have the capabilities of beaming lasers, from one to another, they're essentially creating a mesh network. Okay, so all your data is going up. Eventually, I believe in the future, not probably not too far off, they won't even need the ground-based stations. So there's no need to like you know like relay the data into a ground-based station. I, I don't believe that will be necessary. Wait, you talked lasers? But... Did they finally figure out a way to get sharks with laser beams on them? For crying out loud, finally. <laughs> Did you know that reference? <laughs> I want sharks with freaking laser beams. Sorry to interrupt you. I just thought that was kind of funny. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry I digress. You're talking serious stuff, and I'm talking laser beams. Anyway. That's okay. You know, we need we need humor and all of this. Sometimes people get mad when Edge and I laugh in our podcast. But, my God, this stuff is like – and some of it's just – insanity you know it's just so outlandish you can't wrap your head around it and and it's just there's you got to find the humor in it so and anyway what will happen is the the data going into the starlink right they can then hop over to the military ones so what we have is a whole system being built um they are building space i'm not doing a good job i'm not showing this they're building space-based data systems up there they plan to decommission the iss and build four commercial uh space stations they are building uh space-based solar system that one's a doozy we'll get into all under the guise guise of you know climate change and whatnot and they're using satellites and they're running blockchain and they've got the surveillance They've got the weaponry. We've now got Space Fence that just launched in 2020. And the number one reason why you want to do this in space is why, James? Uh, <clears throat> the final frontier? <laughs> yeah, why do you think they want to build the control grid in space? 
uh, because that way we can't attack it. We can't try to take it over. We can't try to like you know all come together with uh, pitchforks and uh, torches and try to uh, to stop it. Is that why? That's definitely one reason. the The big reason is because there's no jurisdiction. There's no, no. if if you yeah, go in sense. and I have a whole section in here on space laws. So these guys, like I've said in my Tausch reports, they've already been operating outside the law since 1945. Most of them, many of them, because a huge chunk of them is the UN. And then you have OAS, multiple other organizations, central banks, this. So why not take it to space where, well, we have agreements and we have, you know, um, volunteer guidance and uh and so i break it down under space laws <clears throat> excuse me with uh the different sections with the the little treaties they have which is in my opinion just a complete farce it, it's it's laughable so there's really no enforcement right and and the things that the u.s passed really was just for the benefit of um the military operating in space. It has nothing to do with protections for citizens. So when they're running surveillance and they're hooking you in and saying, you now have to do biometrics, which is coming. And you got uh, the QR code linked to your bank account, which is coming. And they're running all that data and they're pulling it off to their military satellites and they're using it against you. And you're now transacting currency, the digital currency through blockchain pinging out of satellites. Um, there's no oversight, there's no protections in place. And even if there were, who the hell's gonna enforce it? And how are they going to enforce it? Yeah, Luke Skywalker's not around. Hey, what about <laughs> uh what about this Neuralink? Um you you'd mentioned Elon Musk and that's one of his big projects as well. Do you get into that? Are they trying to maybe make the Neuralink and everything's linked up to this neural this chip or something that you just have to I mean, I don't know. I didn't read ahead on that, but I don't want to spoil anything. But is that is that is that is that at all brought so, up in early? So he's now, I believe, moving into human trials. Um, there's a lot of things moving into human trials right now. In fact, the FDA is contemplating the whole artificial womb thing right now, which Edge reported on um, like a year or two ago. So Neuralink is definitely plays a role in this um i don't know how far out we are from that but basically everything is nodes so i'm not sure are you familiar with elena freeland she's, she's been fantastic researcher writer she's been studying um what's going on in space for many many years as a, as a matter of fact let me tell you a quick elena freeland story uh, I was actually very honored back when I was doing the Liberty Brothers radio show. I had Alana Freeman, Freeman uh, Clifford Carnicon, and also um, Billy uh, Billy Mays, the guy that actually helped to build Harp. We had them all three oh, wow. on the show at the same time. Cliff Carnicom hadn't done an interview in five years, and we were able to get him on. Right, that was whole, and I was interviewing Deborah Tavares quite a few, quite back then, quite a bit. Um, so yeah, I kind of had my kind of know what's not you know it's not as much as you probably have in your report, but I had an idea they've been doing this stuff for quite some time, uh, for sure. Um, but anyway, I digress. Please back to you. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So I actually spoke with her and um, because she's very knowledgeable, obviously, on the weaponry and space fence in the atmosphere and what they're doing with the nanotech and the plasma and everything. And so I have a whole section in here um, of my conversation with Elena as well. And the way she describes it is, in fact, she uses Elon's Neuralink um, as an example. She's like, think of space as, you know, Elon's Neuralink. And you got all these nodes. And so so you've got the the nodes, you got your your cell phones obviously are their weapon of choice. Um, but eventually that, you know, probably far future, I think they're looking to move beyond that um into transhumanism and chips and robotics and god knows what and they don't they don't hide it you know i think that's pretty clear to most people what's the singularity it's it's the singularity and ray kurzweil talked about by 2026 he they think that everybody should like the singularity we should all merge together everybody's just like one one borg you know electronic digital mind or whatever they call it the hive mind or something but that kurzweil's and they consult with kurzweil he consults with the u.s government you probably knew this but that's his whole thing is transhumanism by 2026 anyway by 2026 huh so that's hmm. what his original plan was yep the uh, the singularity that's what he calls it the singularity when we all merge with machines man and machine merge together uh, like something out of some sci-fi freaking you know right. horror movie <laughs> right right so just so people know i have a massive section here on fight on the finance update as well because there's been big moves going on so i'm going to have to explain that part too um and so so all you know transactions surveillance Let's put it this way. I have over 170 source links in here of pieces of evidence. So I literally had to create a section. The first section is called brushstrokes, important stats and dates of significance, because it got to a point where I'm like, I can't cover all this or it's going to be 200 pages long. So I covered the guts and then I took some really key information and did a whole list of bullet points so that people had more evidence there and they could they could read up on that stuff themselves if they would like and i just summarized it you know in a few sentences for each thing and even there i'm still freaking 39 pages with this so for perspective uh so morgan stan let me just throw out some statistics i'm on your brushstrokes by the way if you, in case you're wondering where i'm at i'm on that very page yeah. right now so that use that as a reference um okay i'm not sure where i pulled these from i just like no, typed okay. up a bunch of little bullet points i didn't want sure. to miss so morgan stanley space team estimated that th the 350 billion dollar global space industry is going to reach over a trillion by 2040 and honestly i think it's going to be a lot higher than that based on what i'm seeing so we've got there's already over 6.4 billion mobile phone users think about that that's crazy which is their weapon of choice and that was as of 2022 so by 2028 they're expecting 7.7 billion people um on mobile phones and right now currently there's already 85 percent of those with phones are using social media and i bring that up because of elon's game to try and make twitter the you know everything app where people run uh it runs half the world's financials through it i mean that's his his goal and i and i have a video in here of him saying that in his own words um 
And so they're, like I said in the, in, in the book on the um, global landscape on vaccine ID passports, I was pointing out, like I read a lot of white papers from Deloitte because they're very obviously involved in all of this. And they um, write up a lot of white papers for WEF and others and run some of this crap. So they, uh, they're, already, they're pointing out that in China, QR code payments reached, think of this, 1.3 trillion. That's, that's US dollars, just in the fourth quarter of 2019. And of course, we want to model it after that. And so this, I was saying back then in the book that they are pushing this, they're driving this through the banks. The banks are the ones who are going to ultimately flip you into the QR codes and the biometrics. I think eventually we're not even going to have brick and mortar banks. That's that's my opinion, because once they get these transactions, which they're already running, like Bitcoin, Ethereum, JP Morgan, they've already tested this. They've got nodes out on the ISS. They've already run. I've got a demo video in here showing how they're running the transactions right from their satellite from space. And they're building, they're essentially building a new internet in space and military internet as well. So, so Deloitte says that they're so confident about the expansion of biometrics that they estimate in just a few years that 3 billion global consumers are expected to make $1 trillion, or I'm sorry, $5.1 trillion worth of purchases using biometric payments. So it, it, another thing is that they talk about, and I find this kind of funny, is this whole carbon offset scam. They're saying that they're going to start embedding it into purchases, right? <laughs> and then it's going to be a $100 billion market by 2030. So, I mean, we're talking like monopoly money, which I mean, I guess is kind of what we use right now as it is. But, but, but this is just, I mean, it's, it's a ghost. So you go in and you say, oh, you go to your grocery store and you know how sometimes they'll say, well, do you, would you like to just round up the number to the even dollar and donate to such and such? Now they're going to do it with carbon offsets and they're going to guilt you. Would you like to buy some carbon credits to help save the planet? And people are going to do this. It's it's wild. Well, let's let's put it this way. Al Gore, Al Gore hasn't been eating well lately. He needs some of our money, so we got to send Al Gore the dough. <laughs> right. So I don't feel bad about that. I mean, poor Al, poor Al. Oh, anyway, what you is know. that cat up to these days? <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's grifting somewhere. He's grifting somewhere. I don't know what he's up to, but he's grifting. Whatever it is. That's right. Oh my goodness. So, so we have okay. Ten of the largest. And, and I talk a lot in here about SpaceX just because they're very involved with a lot of this. And they have the most, uh, to our knowledge, to our public knowledge, they have the most um, satellites up there, at least on a kind of commercial independent basis. Okay, I'm never going to get through all this. All right, so we, but we've got also, obviously, Boeing, Raytheon, Lockheed Martin, Northrop Grumman, Blue Origin, <clears throat> Sierra Nevada, Astra, Virgin Galactic. So I'm sure you're hearing names in here. Bezos, Branson, uh, General Dynamics. Okay. They've been super duper duper busy. So with the data centers, they're saying that they've now, they've already run um, tests up there. They've been doing this for several years now. And that, you know, space is a cooler environment. There's less energy usage, no vibration. 
And so this is a, a good place for quantum computing and uh, for the environment for neural network computing and financial data centers, which will require this high processing capacity. And this is why this is so important because Edge and I talked about, I don't know, several podcasts back, we were talking about the energy supply and Edge did the math on it. And it was like a third of the population would have to significantly decrease um, the the energy usage in order to run this massive financial surveillance beast that they want to do right just run the digital currency the way they want to do it so excuse me under the guise of climate change they say well you know if we build solar-based systems which this is not a new concept they started uh talking about this decades ago the us and russia and we now have massive amounts of countries. We've got the U.S., the U.K., European Space Agency, China, Britain, and Saudi Arabia, Australia, Japan, Russia, India, all involved at different stages. And I, and I have all this documented in there on what they're doing and what they're saying, what they're claiming they're going to do is that, you know, they can get they can draw energy from the sun 24-7. So if they're in space. So if they build out these space-based solar systems, they can draw the energy 24-7 to power the satellites, which which satellites run off of solar and lithium batteries. And they, you know, well, I don't know about all of them, but I know uh, Starlinks last roughly five years before they start descending and allegedly burn up. And then we have, you know, all these pieces in space, which space events is allegedly monitoring. And that's the only thing that you know they're there for. So we've got um, these solar-based systems, and they say, and then what we're going to do to save the planet is we're going to beam this energy down these microwaves, this electromagnetic waves of energy is going to go down, and we're going to have a receiver point on Earth, and say this particular receiver is going to be able to power this entire town. Um, and they all have their different analysis on this and, and when they're launching this and how this is going to work. And I think it's Japan is actually working on these ones that that's like this thin, thin film that mounts to the exterior of buildings and yada, yada. And of course, you know, this is going to help as a whole new power source. And it's a big cover story. And I say, well, what the hell happens with the birds and the planes and other things that are flying around and flying through these alleged beams that are coming down from space with all this energy? <laughs> Let me pause for a second. Is this is this the chemtrails? I mean, I'm gonna come up. Is the chemtrail spraying? You think got something to do with any of this? You think this helps their whatever they're doing? I mean, because I they don't act independently of each other. The chemtrail spraying in the sky, and we've 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 already know it's you know aluminum salts or barium aluminum salts, and and um, it's not good stuff. Does that have anything to do with it? Do you know? I don't want to get off the field, but it, did that come up at all in your research? Um. Well. I mean, chemtrails, obviously, they're doing that. And as um, Elena would tell you, they've been dumping, you know, nanoparticles into the atmosphere for years that people have been breathing this in for 25 years and that she believes we all already have nanotech in us, um, which would be the ultimate nodes for hooking in with the space fence and whatnot. Heartwarming. But but as far as the, the the beams that they want to, you know, project down from space for an endless supply of energy, I personally think that's a cover story. 
I don't know if they're going to do that. However, that said, you start thinking about dues, you know, directed energy weapons and stuff like that. And I could see them using that saying, oh, no, no, you didn't. That wasn't a do. That was this. So, I mean, they always have multiple options at their fingertips. But I believe that they are actually trying to monopolize on the energy source in space. Because think about that. The more you can keep up there out of you don't want the energy source down here, like you said when we started out. You don't want people to destroy it, right? You want to keep that control grid going. So I think it might be more about that. So then we get into uh, the satellites, and which we already got into somewhat. Um, but if you go in, there's there's this little interactive map, and I have the link in there. Not you specifically, I'm just saying. People can go in and look, and it, and you can see, you can track where all the Starlinks are, and it magically forms perfect rows, a perfect grid, you know, around the Earth. They're in multiple countries. They have more ground-based stations in the U.S. Um, he's been pushing for a blanket license to be able to roll out just more and more stuff. And... Um, they can operate in only two to eight hundred watts of electricity. Are you joking? That's practically nothing. <clears throat> yeah, it was interesting because I was getting different information through different sources. So I wanted to kind of lay them all out there because you'd have like the European Space Agency saying one thing, you got the UK, you got NASA, you know, they're all saying slightly different things on well, we can get 40 times the amount of power if we do this from the sun, or we can get 10 times the amount. And so I wanted to just kind of point those point those out. Um, so, so the oh, that's the one. The on the satellites. Did I not say this? I don't know if I did. Um, sorry, it's just so much freaking information, and I literally just finished. I can dig it. Time. I can dig it. So, so. Okay, I just want I I just want to quote one thing from J.P. Morgan because this is pretty key here. Space exploration is becoming increasingly well funded and presents an exciting opportunity to deploy financial technology to create a brand new payments infrastructure leveraging blockchain. Okay, their own words. So, and I've got tons of stuff like this in here. Um, tons of reports from BIS, and we'll get into the financials in a minute, but. The, um, you know, I want to point something out. So they're constantly talking about the moon, which I don't know that we ever really landed on the moon in the 60s. But setting that aside, because, you know, we can't seem to get past low Earth orbit without frying up. So setting that aside, though, there this whole, in my opinion, they are, and especially when you start looking at the language, um, they're they're trying to glamorize and hollywood up space again right and they want everyone oh look at the rockets look at the starlink lights going through the sky we're gonna go to the moon space travel they want space vacations they want people to get ready to go on space vacations they've already <laughs> talked about that right seriously we're gonna we're gonna bring people to mars it's millions and millions of miles away and in 2026 we're doing a mission to saturn which is even further away and uh i think it's all bunk i think that they're glorifying it they're glamorizing it they're trying to get people focused on that so that while they're building out the control grid infrastructure 
your eyes are on that <clears throat> instead of the true infrastructure that they're building out and why they're building it. No one's going to the moon or Mars. No, they're not going to load up a bunch of citizens and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to take you up and we're going to colonize Mars and we're going to do this in the next 10 to 15 years. No. And if they do, I would not get on board because you're not coming back. I don't know where you're being dropped off, but you're not coming back. <laughs> yeah, lost on Mars. Hey, I'm lost on Mars. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck with that. No Uber goes to Mars, I don't think, anyway. Oh, my God. Did you ever used to watch, was it Lost in Space? Is that what it was called? Oh, yeah. I used to love Lost in Space. Yep. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> with the oh, robot, with the robot, warning, too. warning, warning! That guy, the robot, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, yeah. I was, right. I was had a crush on one of those girls. I don't know which one it was, but I was oh, hilarious a long time ago. Anyway, well, well, I, well, I can't even remember the girls on it. I just keep seeing uh, Penny, them. Penny, and um, I don't even know the other one. Maybe it was Penny. Oh, yeah. like, maybe because that's the only one I can remember. Boy, you're hilarious. talking. I was like six or seven year old Jim way back Boston then. Boston Space and Gilligan's Island. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> Yep. All right. Memories. So, so let's look at space fence for a minute. Um. Hmm. So where do you want? Do you, do you have the document in front of you? Because I'm on the blockchain, the tool blockchain. Are you above or below that? Do you know? Um, I would be below that because the surveillance and space fence is below that. Um. Popped on with, with blockchain, though. I mean, we've got. I don't know where I put that. I don't have the whole thing pulled up in front of me, but people can go in and read it. Okay. I'm just trying to give like the surface to this. Yeah, yeah, they sure, are, sure. They're course. developing the blockchain. We got <clears throat> Bitcoin and Ethereum already, already rocking and rolling here. All right. So with Space Fence, this is, um, according to Lockheed Martin, it is the world's most advanced radar. It is the second generation space surveillance system to track space debris in Earth's orbit as well as satellites. And it's operated by Space Force. So in the Marshall Islands, they have this main base that Lockheed Martin built out. And um, uh, Alana believes that, uh, or Lana rather, believes that uh, they hold all the patents, that Lockheed Martin holds all the patents to it. So, but there's multiple locations, and so they are allegedly, and, and they probably are, I'm sure they are, you know, they're certainly monitoring space, they're monitoring the um, debris, probably not for our protection so much, but, and uh, satellites and whatnot, but it's also a full surveillance system to monitor everything, including us, and um, and it's used, obviously, in conjunction with uh, weaponry because of its its brilliant system and in addition to that you've got um they're in the process of developing deep space advanced radar ca capability which ironically is called dark with a c and that that can handle the um because they were going to build a second one in australia but you've got all these all these contractors out there that are also building these tracking systems and then they're working with military. In fact, they just, just a few weeks ago announced uh, over at Space Force that they are working on a whole guidance strategy on working with uh, commercialized commercial companies with satellites and how they would uh, jump on board and help the military when needed. 
but in peacetime and in wartime, they said, right? So, uh, oh, there was one thing I, I wanted to make sure. Do you have the section on Intelsat? Okay, because this was an, an important note, and I thought I had saved this. Um, I feel like I'm missing a page or something here. What's it called again? Ah, let me scroll down and find it. If we go back, where did I do it? Where did I put that? Hang on. I'll keyword it and find it. Okay. Um, okay, because this is kind of an important little ditty here so people understand. So back in um, 1962, they had the Communications Satellite Act of 1962, known as uh, ComSat Act, which authorized U.S. participation in an international cooperation agreement between telecommunication agencies and 18 nations. This was, of course, proposed by the U.S., so the communications network was known as Intelsat, so that each nation could access portions of the electromagnetic spectrum. In 1969, it was uh, they were the organization who transmitted the television images of the alleged Apollo 11 moon landing. So there's also a whole thing involved with Echelon and you know NSA and all that stuff too that people can read on. But here's a key point I want that I came across here. Um, in 2000, the this intergovernmental consortium was privatized. So in 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 2001, sorry, in March, Congress passed the Orbit Act, which required both Intelsat and in Inmarsat to be transformed into privately held for-profit corporations to promote, uh, allegedly, you know, promote a uh, competitive market. So in July 2001, Intelsat transferred its satellite and financial assets to Intelsat LTD, until this day remains one of the largest satellite service providers. Two months later, it was 9-11. You think anything could be foia there? Mm -mm. Then after the bombing of Afghanistan, Instead of exercising the shutter control, which is still a whole heated thing right now, the Pentagon spent millions buying exclusive rights to, uh, I, don't, I don't know how to pronounce that, Iconos, uh, satellite pictures. And then that following year, in March 2002, SpaceX was born. Okay, so they, th this, is, this has been well thought out. They've got everything privatized, but now what they're doing is they're saying, hey, all you privatized workers out there, we're going to put together this little strategy here where, when we need you, you're jumping on board with the military. And it would it would be logical, right? I mean, if there was a space war going on or an attack in satellite, I mean, all, all hands on deck. So I, I just find that all very interesting. You know, I want to so, just comment if I can. You know, with all this, what you're doing, yeah. I mean, there's so many, <clears throat> pardon me, so much money involved and so many large, I mean, just just huge, huge organizations, I mean, multi-billion dollar companies, and they talk about taking down the deep state. I don't know, Corey. <laughs> are you, do you really, I mean, you take down the deep state, you got to take down all the people that are doing all these operations in space and all the plans that they have that they've spent now trillions and trillions of dollars into putting together. And it looks, sounds to me, based upon what we're going, so what we got so far, is they're not very far away from pulling it off here in the next, say, 10 years. Um, I don't know about this whole taking down the deep state, how successful that's really going to be. I mean, it's being real. Yeah, I, um, the way I see it is there's a lot of different 
lot of different battles being played out. And I don't think they're going to win them all. I do think we're going to move into digital currency. I just I just can't see a way around that. No, I do think are. if people we will. want to transact, um, financially transact, they are going to be stuck with using a smartphone in order to make that happen at some point. And uh, so, there's, so there's certain things that I see are going to be really, really tough to battle and other areas I see we can battle. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's, I mean, we're, here's the thing. I think some people are caught up in, well, is, is, is Russia working for the good or, you know, is China's all bad or this or that, like all these people are on board with a very similar goals, right? We're all moving to this power play. We're all moving to this new financial system and um, they want to maintain power over their own populations or countries, you know, and they want to have their allies, but there's these dudes at the top that we've talked about many times behind the central banks and BIS and some people that quite honestly are behind a curtain to, I think all of us, um, that, that seem to be the top dogs running the show and everyone else is trying to find their place. And so even with, for example, cryptocurrency, digital wallets, uh, banks, I've been observing for years now the battle, like there's competition among these, these deep state characters. There's competition among, um, in, in the financial sector, but, they're all still heading for the same goals and they all want a piece of the pie. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah. Co Coke, so and, Coke and Pepsi, right? I mean, right. <laughs> right. No, I... right. Right. So, um, and that gives people, that gives people also a sense that they have a choice, right? Well, Coke or Pepsi, but they're, they're all still owned by like say, the same globalist. <laughs> I mean, umbrella ultimately, uh, you know, right. there's not very many, there's not many, very many, um, you know, the closer you get high to the top, the closer they, they all come together. You know this. You know this. There's, right. There's, yeah. Exactly. So, so okay. So with the surveillance and weaponry, um, let me let me point out a couple key things here because people can come in and they can read more about more about that. But there's there's a couple key things that I find interesting. So in um, in August 2022, for the first time ever. All military SATCOM capabilities were consolidated under one service and Space Force. And they transferred 200 civilians and 300 military personnel from the Army to Space Force. So this is, this is like unprecedented. So they're moving all this power under there. And then at the same time, just a few days ago, on October 1st, uh, the U.S. Army's Joint Tactical Ground Station Missile Warning System officially transferred to the U.S. Space Force. Following, you know, so this was the JTAGs. They process satellite data and disseminate ballistic missile warnings. So now all satellite and comms-related stuff has now moved under Space Force. So, so if I remember correctly, Trump created Space Force, so it's all good. Um, 
Yeah, that's in the uh, under the significant dates. I have that under there. I have several different executive orders. There's financial and space related uh, dates under there. And then I, I link all that material so people can see a little bit of some statistics and timelines on all of this, you know. So so let me let me just move into the financial before we run out of time, because this is this is a really, really important component here. And I'm sure most people want to know what's going on. This shit's moving fast, like faster than I thought it would. So fast as in fast payment systems. Thank you, World Bank and Bill Gates. So let me see if I can nutshell this before I reference my bullet points. So we currently have um, real-time payment systems, right? That that was the clearinghouse created back in 2017. I'm talking just, you know, U.S. right now. But this is going on in multiple countries. So they created the, um, we just recently, months back, rolled out the FedNow program, which is a gateway, right, that through the Federal Reserve. Correct, yes. Working with over 35 banks, and most people at these banks probably have no clue because the banks didn't even tell them because it's just a gateway behind the scenes, and now your money is flowing through there when you do transactions. So that is a faster payment system. Um, now the fast payment systems is a real time, like 24/7 um, for the payer and the payee, and. Uh, the World Bank has been pushing this for, gosh, I don't know. I don't know the exact date when they started working on this, but in their papers, they, they've they been rolling this out significantly the last few years. There's already, um, gosh, what is it, over uh, 60 countries are already on board with this. Uh, so, so. It's not just running through your banks, like, for example, an ACH payment, right? I could send that to you. It'll leave my bank right away. But it, I think those might actually, don't those take hours or even like a day to hit on an ACH? E e yes, they do. Uh, usually they're, they're, they're rented with like within the next day, usually. Typically. Okay. Yeah. So that's ACH. So now then you got um, PayPal, right? Venmo, Zelle, this stuff's hitting quickly. So they're not saying no more digital wallets, no more, you know, third applications. No, they're rolling these guys right into this. So what happened is they create the new ISO standards of messaging, which incorporates a whole lot more data that goes through when they move these transactions. So that went into effect in, I believe, March this year. And so banks all over, all over the world, are working to get the new ISO standards up to date through their systems. So there's the messaging of data going through. Then you've got the fast payment systems in real time. And so, um, which Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation has funded over 9 million towards that. You know, they're helping the World Bank with this. And so the key thing here is central bank digital currencies don't have to go in click into place in order for them to pull everything else off that they want to pull off. Um, the fast payment systems could actually, they could piggyback onto that. And so BIS, Bank for International Settlements, has been working diligently on this. And in fact, just in the past week or two, they um, finished running their tests through um, 
France, Singapore, and Switzerland using cross-border wholesale CBDCs. Um, so, you know, the infrastructure, what I'm trying to say is the infrastructure is done. Like the infrastructure is there, it's ready to rock and roll. And so what they've done is they've established these fast payment systems. They've upgraded the messaging standards. Now individual countries can be working in real time. And so BIS comes in with this gateway called Nexus and they say, well, this can lock into where banks in various countries can just connect in their fast payment systems right into Nexus. And now we can do cross-border transactions. And then eventually we could roll in the CBDCs, you see? So that's the game there. And in the meantime, you've got the uh, cryptocurrencies. So let me just um, read this little tidbit real quick. So. In 2021, the fast payment systems report by the World Bank, they talked about crypto assets and they said, crypto assets appear to be on the rise globally, including some that certain individuals and firms consider to be a medium of exchange. If these crypto assets with payment capabilities gain more mainstream acceptance, a question will arise as to whether or how they shall or could become interoperable with existing payment systems, including fast payment arrangements. Uh, now, in August, just uh, this August of this year, then in a BIS report I found, they say authorities face a number of policy options to address risks in crypto assets, ranging from outright bans to containment to regulation. And they go on to say, while crypto-related activities have not fulfilled their stated goals to date, the technology could still be applied in various constructive ways. Creating a regulatory framework to channel innovation into such socially useful directions will remain a key challenge in the future. So the Coin Bureau did an outstanding, and I actually pulled some information from their video. They did a really good coverage of some stuff on the financial here. And they pointed out that uh, from the 2020, 2021 report, the previous statement that I read from the World Bank, they said the significance of this for both the cryptos that are already interoperable with the ISO 222 standard and other cryptos, because some of them are, they're already working it, you know, they're already, they're already set to go with ISO. Anyway, standard and other crypto because central banks could replace stable coins with fast payment systems and CBDCs, which means crypto prices would be controlled and go on. And then they go on to suggest that a decentralized stable coin needs to be built ASAP. Here's the thing. And this is not my area of expertise from everything I've researched. I just don't see how, I mean, great. If there's some brilliant geniuses out there that can't be affected by deep state that are managed to, that managed to pull off something that is truly 100% decentralized, bring it on. I, I don't, I just don't see how. I think Monero, even, I think Monero is actually uh, a privacy coin that I, I think, I think Monero, there's not many. Uh, but I think Monero is one of them. I'm not promoting Monero, but that comes to my mind. Yeah. So um, I don't know. They say, you know, you go through any of these white papers and they're going to tell you that this is going to be wonderful and it's all going to be decentralized. And, and you know, that way it'll be fair and transparent and safe for everyone. If anyone believes for one minute that this is going to be decentralized, I mean, they talk about everything being programmable, right? They're going to have to have it be everything's there. There's just, I just can't see it. 
I don't mean to be a pessimist. I mean, like I said, if there's people that can battle these guys and get something like that solid and maintain it, that would be that would be fantastic. Here's one of the problems I see, and it's not, it hasn't been widely reported here. But if you read the certain certain, um, if you if you get into the right data stream, you can uh, you can uh, get the story. But there has been hackers that have hacked into many, many casinos in Las Vegas, and some casinos have even paid the ransom. One of the things that I think that they, all these plans that they have, you know, remember the old spy versus spy. There's always somebody that's got some sort of a, a, a an opposing technological uh, uh, superiority or, or, or knowledge that will break those systems. For example, and it's not, it doesn't have to be superior technology. If you look in England, what have they done? They've basically shut down the 15-minute cities in, cities in England, essentially. They've backed sure. off them now because they're knocking on the cameras. They're going there and they're destroying all the cameras. They've they got so groups awesome. of people that do it. And they destroyed right. 1,800 cameras or something like that. It was crazy. And they can't huh. put the cameras up fast enough before these people are tearing them down. Um, I guess my point being is... Uh, but pictures, picture cameras in the skies. No, this is true, but I don't know if they can do the fifteen-minute city thing with that, right? I mean, they're they're years and years away from. I know, unless they put some sort of a thing with your car. All cars have electronics now. Your car doesn't work if you go outside the the grid. Bam! It shuts off all. You know, right. it gets an EMP and right. shuts no, off all your car. No, what? Here's the thing. Here's what's happening in cities. So, you remember years back with uh, not that they're not still looting today. But I mean, it was really heavy duty. It was an intentional teardown of cities. They were, it was a massive real estate takeover, right? Destroying um, retail and um, even probably condos, apartments, whatever. They're, they were destroying cities and looting and fires. And uh, these guys come in and they swoop up this property and they're utilizing it now for immigrants coming through. So we've got hotels, and, and this is happening in multiple countries, um, but you've got like hotels, uh, New York, Chicago, obviously, those are two big ones that are getting hammered. They're using, uh, you know, there's incentives there, right? Because, I and this will be in a future report of mine, because I'm working on a border one too, but there are incentives there from our government you can bet your ass and so this this whole thing that happened that went down a week ago with it was so well orchestrated i was laughing you get that you get the mayor of new york you know complaining about it and then everyone's going ha 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 see he can't handle it serves him right and i'm like god you guys look at the writing on the wall this is the setup he's setting the stage so then sure enough elon musk rushes to the border it does nothing. He's basically drawing eyes on it. He needs to get the eyes on it so they can lift this up in the news, right? So then Clinton can go on the radio and say, we need to build housing along the border. And, you know, our birth rates are low. We need more migrants. And we need to get them at jobs quicker. So then an hour later, Pritzker can come out with his demands, saying we want free Medicare. We want this waived. We want jobs faster for them. We need help, yada, yada. So now Biden immediately comes out and, oh, we're going to help you. We're going to fund you. We're going to allegedly build 20 miles, you know, of the border. Uh, it, this is also staged as a, it's like everything else, James, with their destruction solution. Right? Hold on. Hold on a minute. Hillary Clinton was executed at Gitmo in 2016. I don't know what the <laughs> heck you're talking about. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, what was I thinking? Jeez. Come on, Corey. 
this is how they move in on the rezoning immediately. This is an emergency. We have, you know, we need to start offering people money like landlords. You got vacant apartments. The government's going to fund it. We're going to bring immigrants in. We're going to get them jobs. We're going to expedite all of this. Um, we're not going to do the normal processes anymore. And we're going to rezone our cities because that's the key to that. And now we can get more surveillance up and all of our systems in place. And so it's it's turning into quite the shit show. Um, oh, let me yeah. just read one last thing. One last thing before we go. So this is from, I don't think I read this yet, did I? I'm on T minus. Do you want me to go through T minus? Uh, no, that's just like my conclusion summary, kind of. Okay, but cool. I mean, we can, yeah, I just, I just want to read this because it's a very significant statement by Bank for International Settlements in their 2022 document, okay? They say, it needs to be noted that many of these features can, and this is pertaining to CBDCs and whatnot. So it needs to be noted that many of these features can, in isolation, be offered by other payment innovations and many gaps could be addressed through regulation and sound oversight arrangements. CBDCs may not be necessary because combining different payment innovations such as open application programming interfaces, fast payment systems, contactless chips, and QR codes could achieve many of the same goals. This is particularly true when accompanied by robust regulatory and oversight arrangements that public authorities can use to catalyze private sector players and forced and force sound governance arrangements and foster required coordination and collaboration. So in other words, in short, we don't need CBCs to pull this off, everyone. But we're gonna piggyback them on once we have the green light to do it. So there's that. Well yeah, it's there's a ton more information. I just don't have time to get through. And I'm gold, sure Amazon's but. all tied in this. Amazon's become the world's largest retailer now, and I know they're going to talk. You know, they have, they've talked about having floating, uh, in space, floating, I guess warehouses where they where they can do the drone you know thing what it pretty is? quickly. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't actually work that into the report. I have a ton of stuff I couldn't work into the report, or it would be forever long. So they're talking about these cargo rockets and they want to get it to the point where they can load like 300,000 pounds. And they say, well, if we're going to do this. Hold because- on, your audio, your audio just dropped off. A- Are you all right? Can you hear me? Go ahead. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So they're saying they want these these cargo rockets and they want to be able to, you know, for military purposes, if they need to load heavy duty equipment in there they can get somewhere in less than 90 minutes and drop their load. So they're like, well, if we're going to do that, let's just start, you know, setting up these cargo drop points across the country where it's floating like a dock, like a floating dock. And then you'll have, you'll have people on the ground that will fly up and they'll, they'll gather up everything and they'll load it down. So that way we're just taking a, I mean, it's, it's like the Jetsons. Yeah. Oh no! It's all these, all these, you know, all these, uh, these space movies that you see, you know, that that were in the future, Blade Runner, and uh, you know, uh, Minority Report, and all this stuff. Yeah. It's almost like it's like it's like what do they call that? What do they call that when they set it out ahead of time? It's like uh, conditioning. Like uh, what do they do? If there's a name. There's a name for it. I programming. Yeah. Programming. Yeah, yeah, it is like programming, but there's a uh, there's like a descriptive name for it that I can't remember. Uh. Uh, but yeah. Um, Basically, yes, that's what it is, and I think that that's what they do uh, to get us acclimated to it. So, you know, this is a brave new world we're moving into, and I guess my question to you is, um, before we go, 
uh, like anything else, I imagine it just takes us, like the solution to a lot of problems that we talked about, certainly with solution series and, and the things you talk about and I talk about on my show, people, right. just, people just need to get up off the rear end and become active and push back. Um, well, is, that, is that accurate or they, they're not even, we're past that now? We're, we, they've already got us so captured that we can't do that or? Well, okay, so this this is just, in my opinion, I think I think digital currency is just, there's just, I think this is like a full rolling, rolling locomotive here. There's no stopping that. Um, that said, as far as, so smartphones, you know, people say, I've been saying for years, ditch the smartphone um, and, you know, use cash. I still think it's important to use cash. Um, I don't think giving Visa and MasterCard a cut of anything is a smart idea. And um, con continuing to, you know, they use, they actually lie about the data, though. They use the data on how much we're using cash in their white papers. And I can tell you most of them lie about it. Uh, but there are a few every now and then I come across, they say cash is surprisingly going up. So I do think that's important. I do think it's important if your bank starts in, um, insisting that you need to now have a QR code and biometrics that you just, you know, get enough people you just keep refusing keep refusing we've seen time and time again like you were just saying happening where with the camera situation right we've seen this time and time again where there's so much pushback on something they can't pull it off That's and right. i'm not saying these don't people don't have plans a b c d all the way through z as backups because they do but we just keep hitting those we keep hitting those you know we basically do not comply so so as far as taking action goes it's actually not taking action on a lot of things they're telling you you have to take action on is a key i also think it's it's we're at a vital stage here where we've got to raise the consciousness level because we are like an energy source an umbilical cord we are the plug that is the battery that is fueling this forward and manifesting our reality and being stuck on the hamster wheel and being caught in all their distractions and and feeding into if they look if if they don't have the controversy and the divide they can't pull any of this off and i feel like we're at this point where people really need to get more spiritual get into prayer get into um recognizing the power that we truly have to um just through our thoughts alone through our words through our visualization through um our positivity through our compassion to shift things and to not feed our energy into fear and feed it into them because if you understand anything about energy ether electromagnetic fields then you know exactly what i'm talking about and i guess to sum it up just pay attention to taylor swift and travis kelsey and everything will be okay is <laughs> i just really want to just finish with that a little bit of you know uh, uplifting uh, advice for the folks just joking uh, of course <laughs> I mean, you guys realize it's no but it's true it's like fetterman you know in his outfits people could spend weeks going on about that they're goading you they're intentionally baiting people into siphoning off your energy you know, it's it's very it's very frustrating to watch. And I'm gonna say, look, once in a while it's fun. Once in a while you got to have fun and just you know laugh about the absurdity and share something about it here and there. I'm talking like the 24/7, just feeding into these layers and layers of uh, 
to the point where people can't even see past Elon Musk. I mean, one thing I wonder, James, when people found out that Epstein was wanting to, you know, procreate a bunch of babies here, I just wonder what they think about Musk and, you know, baby X and baby Y and in vitro and surrogates and 11 babies and the weird names. And like, are there, I don't know, are there experiments going on? I'm not suggesting there is. I'm just saying there's something weird going on there. Um, and people don't find that out at all. But well, we just been we've been desensitized. I mean, I was having a conversation with someone here earlier that was in my offices, and uh, you know, she had stated she was Jim. The problem is, is just coming at us from so many different directions. There's so right. many, you know, there's so many uh, uh, fronts to try to to battle them and and you know you think you got one thing figured out and they just they hit you with something else and that's all by design i think to confuse mm-hmm. us and keep us keep us deflated and, and keep us you know feeling hopeless uh and understand they wouldn't be doing that to us folks if they didn't realize that we had a tremendous amount of power they wouldn't right. be working so hard to do what yeah. they're doing yeah. if they didn't right. they didn't know that we could if we came together easily vanquish them in no time if we just all came together and decided to do it and raised our consciousness like you said and that's why they right. continuously that's their main goal is to keep us from coming together because once we the do game. it's curtains for them yeah the game is to keep you plugged in and um you know Things can't go viral if we don't make it go viral. Well, it's it's it's, it's that simple. And and uh, I could talk about this for hours, but I know you got to go. So I do. I just, I want everyone to go in. Please read my report. Please share it with everyone so they understand the bigger picture of what's going on with the control grid and and the financial infrastructure and how they're building this all out. Um. You know, I think it's important to have the knowledge to be able to see it so that, and observe it and recognize it so that when you're making decisions for yourself and your family and, you know, you, you kind of have things in perspective. Yes. And, uh, folks, I do certainly encourage you to do that. Go to go to Corey's dot com. You can see that there underneath on the left, underneath Corey's name there, Corey's dot com. And you can see her reports. And uh, we do appreciate you looking in here today. And thanks so much, Corey, for letting me sit in. Oh, for thanks Edge. for joining me. I appreciate it. And well, uh, thanks, everyone, you, so. for uh, being with us here on Dig It. And I don't have the banner in front of me, so I'm going by memory. You can uh, follow us over on uh, Rumble, BitChute, SoundCloud, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeart. What am I missing, James? Oh, Gab, Pilled. That's right. I think you got them all, think, and you crossed out Yeah, YouTube. we've been cut from YouTube. Right. Uh, I'm going to be the one uploading all this, so let's cross our fingers that I, I get it right on the platforms. If not, Edge will have to help me when she gets back this weekend. But it'll. I'll, I know how to. I can do Rumble and I can do Bit Shoot, so I'll get those up for sure. So thank you, James. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I like to stay around a little bit longer, but I've got to go get a McDonald's value meal and play Grand Theft Auto Five. So we'll, uh... <laughs> you have fun with that. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks a lot, folks, for looking in. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Corey. Thanks.